What's up, guys? Super excited to let you know that we're now releasing transcripts of the podcast. It's linked in the podcast description. You can also find it on LinkedIn at Danny Langloss in our documents section. If you're not following us on LinkedIn, please do. We're releasing leadership content daily, really driving a ton of engagement. It's our main platform. If you haven't already for the podcast, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Please give us a rating or a review. That really helps us reach more people organically. Thank you very much. Let's get after it. There are so many things that impact our ability to achieve success, but none are more important than leadership. Individuals and organizations rise and fall with leadership. We are here to help you rise. Thank you for joining us. This is the Leadership Excellence Podcast. Hello, leaders, and welcome to Leadership Excellence. My name is Danny Langloss. Today, I'm joined by Mike Horn, and we're going to talk about how integrity begets success. Integrity, such an important topic, one of the most important qualities for a leader to have, for companies and organizations to have. Mike Horn is a people and culture change maker. He helps smart people to develop and sustain authentic and rewarding relationships with colleagues and customers. Dedicated and loyal, Mike combines experience as a global executive with a -a one-of-a-kind perspective that helps leaders move their personal and professional goals forward. He's the author of Integrity by Design, Working and Living Authentic. Authentically. His clients include Darden Restaurants, ExxonMobil, HP, McKesson, and Office Depot. Mike, welcome to the Leaders Excellence Podcast. Danny Langloss, I am so glad to be here with you on your podcast and looking forward to our conversation and our discussion around what I think are some of the most important topics of the day, integrity and our ability to work and to live authentically. Thank you for having me as your guest. Yeah, thank you. Can't can't wait. Can't wait. So let's you know we we've just met, right? We've just met. Um, I've looked through your stuff. Just incredible, incredible background, incredible insight. Such an important topic. Share with our listeners a little bit about your background, your leadership experience, how you've gotten you know where you are today. I'm a people and culture change maker, and I think it all began in the Peace Corps, even though it may have started before that. <laughs> Uh, I was Peace Corps volunteer in my early, uh, in my late 20s, along with my wife, Kathy. We already had established jobs, you know, the first jobs out of undergraduate school. I was working at the National Labor Relations Board. Kathy was beginning her teaching career. And I think that experience of uh, going into the Peace Corps, um, we were in the Solomon Islands on an Isabel, uh, on an island named uh, Isabel, Santa Isabel. Some at that point, uh, and I'm not sure of what the appropriate words are today, but at that point, some people refer to it as the fourth world because it was very distant. It's a remote uh, speck in the middle of the South Pacific. And it was an opportunity at that time, Peace Corps used to call it the toughest job you'll ever love. But it was the opportunity there to see um, different cultures uh, firsthand. Uh, not that I wasn't aware and uh, of the many wonderful uh, cultures and distinctions and diversity. Um, but that gave me some insights about what it meant to uh, live a life authentically. Um, and I pursued those interests as uh, we returned from the Peace Corps. And went, I went through a corporate career, both consulting and working for large organizations, uh, including some of, those, uh, some of those that you mentioned. And what I've learned in um, countless hours of helping executives, helping leaders, and helping organizations to transform and to grow is that we need people to bring their best to every situation. We need people to um, work with authentically 
and uh, to do that with integrity. And I'm looking forward to exploring those ideas with you today. Yeah, integrity, authenticity, uh, purpose, right? Um, that authentically aligning to who you are and your values and acting through that, um, you know, living in the present moment, all those things are things that begin to come to mind that I'm, I'm seeing out there a lot. So important to the quality of our life and our success. So, so Mike, let me ask you, why did you write Integrity by Design? Integrity by Design is um, to create more um, impact, to help people, I would really say, to help leaders, to help aspiring leaders, uh, to help us all to improve and enhance our personal and professional relationships. You know, Danny, often a question I ask people is, can you be more authentic at work or at home? And the answer is pretty predictable. People say, oh, I can be a whole lot more authentic at home than I can be at work. I'm concerned about that gap as a human resources executive at, you know, helping many people through tough situations at uh, engineering and designing great places um, for people to work and where people can do their best work. I'm concerned when people say, I can't bring my entire self to work. Now, there are lots of reasons for that, including uh, systemic isms that continue to affect the places we uh, work and we need to change those. And integrity by design gives us, it's a call to bring more of who you are, to bring your best to every situation. And I hope managers and leaders who take some of the wisdom from integrity by design are able to use that to unlock the potential of people on their team, their own potential and the success that they have. Yeah, you know, when, when you talk, what I hear is, is a kind, we're talking a lot right now and have been about 21st century leadership, leading the whole person people want to come to work as their authentic selves. They don't want to come to work and pretend to be somebody else. And, you know, when, when somebody comes to work, uh, they, they, they bring with them whatever it is they're carrying with them that day, right? We've got to create that supportive, inclusive, positive environment for them. But conversely, and talk about the great responsibility of leadership, when they leave work, they're taking those same things out with them. So, so leading the whole person, understanding where people are at, meeting them where they're at, so they can bring their true authentic selves uh, for their passion, their creativity, their innovation, aligning their purpose, meet such a powerful, powerful thing. Mike, let me ask you, how do you define integrity? Right. I want to get to that, Dan, and I want to talk about the concept of the whole person, and that'll give yeah. us a way to talk about integrity. Um, I don't know what happened to you five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago. I don't know what happened to you yesterday. <laughs> But what I do know is when I am, you know, acting in a colleague capacity, when I'm acting in a managerial capacity, I want to be fully present for Danny. I want to be fully present for the employee who is in front of me, for the colleague who is in front of me. I mean, that's the moment that I have. When I think about integrity, I think about having a whole cloth, something being made out of a whole cloth. If you're one of your uh, listeners is an engineer, you might think about it as structural integrity. Things tend to hang together. We think about integrity as, as the genuine article. And for me, integrity isn't a place that just we get to it. It's a stop line. Uh, it's a finish line. And it's all over. And I have it or I don't have it. In fact, I think we hear very few people say, oh, I'm a person of integrity. And if you do, I think your antenna should go up on that. Um, so it's important for us to distinguish between integrity, this having a whole cloth, uh, being the genuine uh, article. Um, I know, and leaders know, 
that integrity gets tested. Integrity gets tested uh, um, maybe not every day at work. In some environments, it does. Um, but it's something that certainly develops and grows over time. When I, I think about integrity as the musical notes in our life, as the staccato points, and I think about authenticity as uh, the tempo that defines our life. When I'm authentic, I'm congruent. My words, my actions, my ways of thinking, they all match. And I'm in alignment. I have that structural integrity that you might talk about. So we really can't distinguish these concepts. I mean, we can distinguish them between integrity and authenticity, integrity being of the whole cloth, being the notes that form our life, and authenticity being the uh, tempo that drives us. And when people meet someone who is authentic, somebody who is congruent, they'll generally find a happy person. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you this question. Cause I, I hear a lot about the concept of authenticity and you hear a lot about the concept of, you know, imposter syndrome. You talk to a lot of people who lack confidence, a lot of people who, who feel like they've got to change depending on who they're around. So how do we, how do we gain the confidence? What are a couple of things you found are important to gain the confidence to show up authentically as our whole selves? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to have a good sense of who you are. I, I think integrity begins with that. It's uh, being comfortable in your own skin. And that doesn't mean that I'm comfortable in my own skin and I don't need to do anything else about it. But it is the ability to be comfortable in your own skin and to say, I am a person who's capable of doing great things. I'm a person who's capable of uh, bringing my best to situations. And when I have that, I think it does... Um, engage a certain confidence. And it is this ability to use oneself that effective leaders are able to tap into, uh, knowing who they are, recognizing that they're a person who's also in the process of uh, developing and growing, and therefore able to accomplish some great things. Everyone in organizations deserves to be loved. Uh, And uh, what you can do is begin to tap into that if you are a leader of integrity. If you design your management uh, practice with integrity to be inclusive, to bring out the best in others and to bring the best in yourself to others. So let's talk about designing our leadership to, to, and around this idea and concept and value of integrity. What's that framework look like? How do we do that? I think uh, number one, it requires an enormous uh, capacity to understand your values you know, we might say that most people of integrity, maybe all people of integrity, begin from a strong moral and ethical foundation. What we might translate that into in teams and organizations is starting with a strong sense of values. And I don't think enough people pay attention to that. There are lots of examples to prove that. Let's go back into the ancient history and talk about Enron. Integrity was the number one corporate value in Enron. Let's Bring it up more recently and talk about Wells Fargo and what happened there. Integrity was a corporate value. I don't think those meant too much in those organizations, maybe because it was a one and done exercise. And that's what we have to get over. If you want to create authentic leadership, which I think we need more of, particularly as many people begin to uh, re-engage differently with their workplaces, we need leaders who can set that tone of creating an environment of uh, trust creating an environment where communication is not guarded and cautious, but rather it's open and transparent. 
And uh, those are some of the uh, actions, but particularly this focus on values and a focus on supporting the desire for authentic leadership. Uh, those are two of the uh, essential ingredients. I know Danny is a manager. Sometimes I would sit across uh, from folks and leading teams, leading global teams, and I would be thinking, oh my goodness, I've already had an exhausting day. It's uh, you know 9 p.m. and I'm on the phone with someone in Asia or teammates in Asia. And I really just want to get this accomplished so I can move on to the next task. And when we start that way, when we fail to acknowledge an individual, back to your earlier question, Danny, as someone with unique hopes and concerns and wants, um, if we fail to do that, then our ability to really get them to do the kinds of things I think all of us want, which is to be you know, productive, to have meaningful work, uh, to see, to engage with something bigger than ourselves, all of that gets shortchanged if we don't have authentic leadership, which begins from a set of values. And for me, those are a set of humanistic values. So Mike, would you share what, what values really guide Mike Horn and Mike Horn's leadership? For me, it is having a sense, uh, having uh, participation and democracy, both of which are very antithetical in many corporate situations. In many organizations, and I think it's evolving, but it'll evolve more quickly when we have authentic leadership exercised by leaders. I think that what happens in organizations, again, we see people as elements of production. I just need you to get this done. We need to make progress here. We need to move forward. Um, so for me, what I think about first is I think about respect for the individual, right? How do I respect this person? How do I treat them with dignity? Um, how do I build a, um, how do I acknowledge um, and bring diverse people and diverse ideas to me so that I can grow inclusion? And if I'm working on those few things about remembering respect and dignity and inclusiveness, I'm on the key to beginning to do some great things with integrity and with authenticity, with aligning and bringing together my whole self. Yeah. When you look at those values and when we align and act based on our values and, and when I hear you talk about respect and dignity and diversity and inclusion and participation and democracy, what I hear is a servant mindset. What I hear is somebody who always chooses we before me, who puts others first. Simon Sinek talks about, it, you know, the job of a leader isn't to be in charge, it's to take care of those in our charge. And so when we truly understand why we lead, what values guide our leadership and our day-to-day -day actions, those become our words. Those things translate into our actions. Those things create this trust, this human connection, this, this open communication, these relationships which then equal this loyalty, dedication, commitment, right? Ability for people to, to feel safe and secure, to be their true authentic selves. And, and I was interested to see what values you were going to pull from. And, 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 and it's crazy because you talk about uh, you know, integrity and authenticity. They just align so perfectly. So thank you for doing that. You know, it's somewhat interesting. Thank you, Danny. That's nice of you to say. And you know what? Uh, people often ask me, is it okay to tell a lie? <laughs> Why are you asking me that question? <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't give you your answer to that. But what I do know, uh, based on observation of um, uh, working with lots of successful leaders and uh, managers and organizations, is that 
once you start to tell a lie, uh, to tell something that's not completely true, it erodes trust. And trust is foundational to developing a high-performance team. It's, uh, it's important to develop like a, a high-performance team if that's two people. And let's never be confused. The two people are often so fundamental and so core to what happens in organizations. You know, we talk about groups and teams. Let's talk about interpersonal relationships and how those drive so much innovation in organizations, at least the seed or the spark. So I'm all about, uh, you know, helping leaders, coaching leaders to think about how can they close the gap between what constitutes stellar performance and what co- what constitutes everyday, ordinary, sub uh, mediocre performance? Sure. No, absolutely. So we talk about integrity by design. It all starts with awareness. What are my values? What are the foundational things that are my true, authentic self? Obviously, you got to have you know strong, high moral, ethical standards. But as we're intentionally creating this authentic leadership, right? So this integrity creates authentic leadership. What are some other keys, strategies, steps, bullet points that, that go along with developing that and living that? I think one of the ways to address that is just to think about, you know, are there authentic jerks? <laughs> and of course, right? But they're probably leading from a different set of values. These values are selective uh, in life you can have a set of values where you really favor acquisition in life. I need more toys. I need more of this. I need more of that. You can have a value that values that really shape uh, relationships in life. How do I have meaningful, important, inspiring, and productive relationships in my life? You can lead from, you can have values that um, uh, drive from some other fulfillment uh, needs. So being clear again about these values, about, um, uh, about what shapes you, are certainly two factors in which I would um, underscore. And another way of beginning to do this, just, just to tackle into this, is to think about some reflective questions. What can I do for myself uh, in terms of integrity? And these are the questions. What are my values? Who am I? Who am I in relationship to other people? And then we could break that down into looking at interpersonal relationships. Um, what's working well in this relationship that I have with Mary or John or when things aren't working so well with my boss or with a colleague, you know, where do I find those stumbling points? Then we might elevate it to looking at our groups and teams and saying, are we doing enough in this category? Are we doing too much in this category? So that we begin to then, you know, bridge out to our organizations and we bridge out to the communities in which we live and interact. Awesome. Awesome. So what, what role, so when I think about this integrity by design, when I think about values-based leadership, right, which appears to be a, a, a foundational piece of this concept, what, how important is it to have open discussion about the values of your organization? How, how, how important is it to have open discussion with your team members about the values that are guiding your action and behavior? In the book, uh, I refer to three observations that the Swiss psychoanalyst Carl Jung made. Um, and I think they're pertinent to your question and to this topic. The first is the observation that Jung made is that you are what you do, not what you'll, not what you say you'll do. <laughs> right. I think that you know. I think that's a, you know a starting point for a lot of people is to have some um, reflection, 
on what are you doing? How are you spending your time? How is it uh, uh, improving your organization? Um, because this disconnect between what I do and what I say I'll do creates you know, dissonance. It creates a gap uh, and makes it difficult for anyone to engage with us in an authentic manager, so in an authentic way. So that's the first thing is, you know, you got to be, uh, you are what you do, not what you say you'll do. And then Jung made another observation. He said, I'll paraphrase this. Um, the greatest privilege of a lifetime is becoming who you are. And many people struggle with that, right? They can't figure out. Uh, and therefore, they shortchange their teams. They shortchange their intimate relationships. Um, they don't come to terms with who they are. So again, this sort of self-assessment, this uh, uh, understanding who I, I am, working my values. And the third observation that Jung made, so we've got this first, you are what you, you, are what you do. Second, the greatest privilege of a lifetime is becoming the person you are. And the third observation that he made is that in order to move forward in life, you have to accept where you are. <laughs> You know, and I think this gets into the whole concept of leader development and, you know, who am I? What do I mean to others with whom I work? Uh, what is my identity in this regard? And how does that form so that I have this concept of um, being a person of integrity? And I just want to go back, Danny, to what we talked about before, which was people who are authentic tend to be happier people because they're congruent. And the research bears this out so well that if a person believes that they are working for someone who is happy, or, and I'm talking about sustained happiness, I'm not talking about the kind of happiness that comes from getting a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend or the birth of a child. I'm talking about that sort of consistent happiness that results from the congruence of our words and actions. By bringing that into the workplace, uh, managers have a surefire start to beginning a glide path, to beginning a flight path, to beginning to make progress with people in meaningful ways. So even when we have disagreements, like, you know, we can always look up to a higher purpose. We can look out to something in organizations, usually the highest person, the highest serving purpose uh, that we have is the customer, right? And if I have a disagreement with you, if we have a disagreement over facts or methods or processes or whatever forms that might take, if I really want to make progress on that, if I want to engage you in that, I can just look up to this higher purpose that we have. And that comes through all the work that you have to do. And it's never too late to begin that work uh, or never too late to start your uh, design journey to live with integrity and to work and uh, work and live authentically. Never too late. It's never too late, right? I'm, I'm big into creating cultures and teams. And like we talk about, you know, one of the things is aligning purpose, aligning mission right? Establishing clear expectations, but also aligning values. And so when you walk into Dixon City Hall and you come to our front desk, you, you see a list of those values and the promises. And when somebody comes onto our team and we onboard them, we let them know what our values, we, we value service and a servant mindset. We value empathy and compassion. We value diversity and inclusion. We, we value excellence in our, our are so strong on this commitment to excellence. We value character and integrity, and we always look to challenge the status quo. As I think about integrity by design and creating um, a, a culture, right, with integrity-based and authentic team members, right, there, there appears that there be uh, an intentionality 
to do that in a declaration. I completely agree with you. So my question and my statements come from if somebody walked in and you know was proactively telling me I'm a person of integrity, I got a red flag and a worry. But as we create cultures intentionally and shape them around values, um, it, it seems there seems to be a place to to do that and have that conversation as we intentionally create what we seek to create. And the one thing you said that lead by example, huge, right? Our microphone is always on and people are watching what it is that we do. What are, what are your comments about that? I think my friend Daria Funches, uh, my colleague Daria Funches, my teacher, uh, has talked about this in what particularly, she framed it in, in the consulting environment, but I, I think these are relevant for managers who are striving to do that. Just as uh, your example with uh, Dixon relates to this, you want to onboard people with all of those kinds of things. So what a leader does is a leader can bring three gifts to every situation. The first is a gift of hope, <laughs> right? That things can be different, right? That you can disrupt the status quo when it's not working. So you bring some sense of hope. The second thing a leader uh, does in creating these environments is they bring presence. Um, they pay attention. They're uh, available. Um, they uh, focus uh, on uh, the individual and the person and the task that's in front of them. So they're present. They attend to uh, what's in front of them. And the third thing, so we've got hope, we've got presence, we've got discernment. It's figuring out what's work and what's not work. You know, there are a lot of things that, well, you're not so important, right? But we make committees, task forces, and, uh, you know, waste generally a lot of people's time. But in your, uh, you know, city, in your organization, you know, if we're to stick around these values around inclusion, the bar for excellence, those are some pretty great things. And keep it focused on that higher order value of serving the customer, serving the community. I think you can accomplish and do some pretty amazing things. So those three gifts of leaders were hope, presence, and what was and the name of the discernment, last? Discernment. Discernment. Being able to figure out what's work and what's not work. <laughs> awesome. So there's, there's one gift I want to add, and it's yeah. one of the greatest gifts leaders can give to their team members, and that is the gift of believing in them. That is the gift of seeing more in their team members than their team members see in themselves. And that's a powerful gift that we can give people um, that has exponential impact and results in our, in our team members' lives. It's one of the, yes, I, I agreed. It's one of those things that uh, I often talk about now, this concept of, you know, people deserve to be loved. Everyone deserves to be loved. And to do that, we need to think about you know, how's that sit in many organizations and many of the individuals with whom I work, that wouldn't be too comfortable to talk about that, to think about that. Right. It would frighten people. It would scare some people away. You know, conventionally what I talk about is I talk about warmth. You know, do we have a warm environment here? Um, I talk about affection for those who are willing to go another step. You know, do we express uh, affection openly? Boy, one of the greatest things can do is um, on the on the journey to authentic leadership is to um, maybe it does boil down to two things. Maybe if we were to uh, offer, maybe if I was to offer two pieces of advice, and um, one is that you have to care. If you don't care, it's very difficult to make any forward movement or forward progress. Um, and, and this you know, I think is one of the fundamental things that separates out 
authentic leaders from other types of transactionally based leaders is that they care. And then secondly, you have to be willing to do the work. Uh, you just can't care and expect somebody else to do it for you. You have to do that uh, work itself. And maybe if we focus on those two things, showing people that we care and then uh, working to ameliorate, to advance, uh, to make progress and to engage. Yeah. Yeah. We'll differentiate. You know, we, we need to care. We need to care about our people, not about ourselves. It's right. not about our status or our promotion or our turn, or we reach some destination because there isn't one. We've identified four things that we believe every person needs. One, they need to be cared for. Two, they need to feel important, right? They need to feel like they belong. Third is they need to feel like they're making a difference. There's so much talk about purpose, alignment, authenticity. What, what difference am I making in the world? And the fourth is they need to be appreciated, right? They, they, people need to feel appreciated for the work it is that they're doing. And if we get those four things right, it's an incredible foundation for leadership success. So if we do that, showing up with integrity and authenticity every day changes the game. When I experience a manager who doesn't care about me, I'm left to my own devices and I probably cooperate and collaborate less with that manager who doesn't care as long as the tasks get done. My engagement will increase dramatically when I know that my manager cares about me and, and managers and organ leaders in organizations can set that tone. Um, and I think all, all the rest, you know, follows from that, that, that care. It shows the individual as important, somebody worthy of your respect, your dignity, and uh, the value that they bring. The third thing about making a difference, um, you can make a difference even in the most mundane tasks that uh, you have uh, often told in the story of uh, the bricklayer, you know, are you laying bricks or are you building a cathedral? Thinking about the purpose of uh, your work and and um, it's just so important that people feel that in organizations um, to make a difference, particularly as we want people to come back uh, in the workplace uh, in fuller and more important ways. Um, you know, some of our friends uh, with restaurant businesses, they find that uh, they've got, you know, five new people in their kitchen, six new people in their kitchen, uh, people who, you know, the, they didn't know uh, a month ago. Yeah. And as you build these teams, as you reignite, as you reorganize, as you replan and repurpose, uh, all of these kinds of things can accelerate the time to value in your business and authentic leadership can do that, knowing that you care, knowing that you're doing the work. Awesome. Awesome. So, so Mike, as we come to a conclusion today, is there a call to action you want to issue to our listeners? Well, one thing is I'd love people, I'd love to get more of this, these ideas out into the world on, um, working and living authentically. So of course I'd encourage people to um, purchase integrity by design. It's available on Amazon. Uh, you can find it there. The second thing that I would uh, encourage people to do is, is to just take a moment to reflect on two things, the ways in which they experience uh, their work and their manager and two, the ways at which they're contributing to the organization and to look at the differences um, to the extent that they exist and see where the paths are for greater alignment uh, so that you can bring more of who you are to what you do. Awesome. Love that. Love that. So, you know, today we're talking about, and it ties into this concept, which, you know, this 21st century leadership leading the whole person 
concept, the way we interact with, meet people where they're at, we being aligned with our integrity, being our true authentic self gives our people the permission to show up with integrity and be their authentic selves. To be authentic and authenticity, we've got to have a good sense of ourselves. We've got to be comfortable in our own skin. And that drives the confidence to do that. You talked about some key components of of, of building that integrity and, and, and by design and that integrity-based leadership, understanding our values, have strong moral and ethical foundation, um, a supporting environment, um, and, and looking at, you know, what can I do to live more aligned that way? The authentic leadership, the three gifts, hope, presence, discernment. We added believing in people. It's mm. a must of leadership. You have to care and you got to be willing to do the work. Mike Horn, uh, thank you very much for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing these concepts. Where can people find you, Mike? Danny, uh, it's been wonderful to be a guest on your podcast. And the best places for people to find me are at my website, www.mike-horn.com, mike-horn.com. And also on LinkedIn, where I've got an active uh, blogging practice. Uh, and uh, those are the two best ways uh, for people to find me on LinkedIn and at mike-horn.com. Awesome. So in the details of the podcast description, there'll be links directly to Mike's website, um, directly to him on LinkedIn. We'll put something in there about his book, Integrity by Design. And then you're releasing a podcast. Tell us quickly about the The, name of that. The podcast is Authentic Change with Mike Horn. Uh, It'll be launched uh, at the beginning of June. We've got some awesome guests. you know what? Um, and I'd be appreciative for anyone who'd love to listen to Authentic Change uh, with Mike Horn. Awesome, Mike. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate uh, all the great insight, all the conversation today, integrity, authenticity, uh, leading the whole person, su- such an important topic. So thank you. Thanks again. Thank you, Danny. To our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider hitting the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Consider giving us a rating and review so we can reach more people organically. The podcast has now surpassed 10,000 downloads on our way to the next bar at 100,000. It's really just about making a difference and a positive impact, helping people reach their full potential, reach their goals, achieve the success they're looking for. Don't forget, remember, always be committed to excellence. Mm -hmm.